0: You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 5, The Contingent Life. In this episode, I'm asking you if you are currently living a life of contingency. Are you always waiting for the next thing to happen before you feel relief? Learn about delayed gratification and how to break out of the constant pitfall holding you back from living in the moment. Listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician Dr. Natalie Crawford to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. I am so excited to welcome you back to As a Woman, the podcast. You are now listening to episode five, The Contingent Life. And this topic is really hitting home for me. So to be honest, in previous episodes, we have talked about things that I feel comfortable with, goals that I've set, lessons I've learned, the things that I know. But in this one, in this episode, you guys, this is me putting my heart really out there on my sleeve a little bit before I'm ready, because this episode is really real. This episode and this topic are deep in my heart in something that I am truly working on even now because I've been living a contingent life for quite a while and it's something that I personally struggle with. And so maybe this is something that we can all learn together because I'm making some progress. I'm making active effort to break from these habits And maybe this is something we can grow and learn and feel and live this thing called life a little bit better. So what is a contingent life? What do I mean by that? A contingent life is one where you are always waiting for something to happen before you allow yourself to enjoy, to relax, to breathe, to feel relief, to feel happiness, or just to be you. I'm a huge believer that many people feel this way, especially professional women or women chasing a dream. Because part of that dream, part of that goal setting, is learning how to aim high, how to set objectives for how you're going to achieve that dream, and working your butt off. But the reality is sometimes you can get so lost in the day-to-day of working your butt off that you fail to notice the world around you. And there are like a thousand sayings and quotes in this same principle saying, hey, stop and smell the roses, which sounds really lovely. But what does it really mean to stop and to smell them? Who has time to stop? I mean, not this girl. I am on a one-way train to success and I'm working my butt off. I don't have time for the roses. So we just keep moving. We keep putting more things on our to-do list and we keep working hard. And I am not at all trying to say that hard work or goal setting or dreaming big or having huge aspirations is wrong. It is not, and I love it. I absolutely do think you have to work your butt off in order to get there. And I've I've had to work my butt off to get to where I am right now. And I still have big dreams and aspirations, and I want more. But for too long and for too many years, I have been living in constant contingency. And this is what I'm really trying to break from myself. And this is what I'm really trying to get you to break from also. I believe in the hard work, I believe in the goal setting, but I really think we need to change our perspective. And I don't know about you, but I know about me. And I am the queen of contingency. And I really do think that as a woman, there's something about this that we do a little bit more than men. We're a little bit worse at living in the moment and a little more long-sighted as far as setting our goals and just waiting for that next thing to happen. And this started really early for me. Like, I'll celebrate after this test or I'll be happy when I get an A in this class. I'll enjoy myself when I'm done with the MCAT. I will be less stressed about life when I get into medical school I will start exercising when I rock step one. I will start eating healthier when my intern year is done. I'll be happy when I have a baby. I will start the blog after fellowship. I'll start the podcast when my work schedule gets easier. On and on and on and on and on. And anyone else feel this way? I mean, have you felt this way about anything? And really this contingency, it can be anything. It can be if you're struggling with fertility and you're just waiting till you get pregnant to enjoy things. It can be if you're in medical school and you're waiting till you match or till you pass step one. It can apply to all aspects of our life. But for me, I think the easiest time to talk about is going to be starting in medical school because this was one of my biggest goals and the biggest dreams that I ever had. You guys know that. I wanted to be a doctor. I walked into that anatomy lab on the top floor of Old Red in Galveston, and I felt like I was at home. Here was the culmination of all of this hard work, and suddenly I really had no further plan. I just was like, hey, I'm going to do amazing on my classwork, and I'll do amazing on step one, and I'll match into whatever field I want to, and it'll be great, right? Well, here's a newsflash. Medical school is hard. So there's so much material, and I didn't really understand how I needed to study for me or what I needed to do. And I just kept comparing myself to everyone else, and I just kept doing whatever they were doing. Oh, you're studying flashcards? I'll do flashcards. Oh, Post-it notes. Okay, I'll do Post-it notes. Oh, you're highlighting everything in 12 colors. You're writing notes. You're typing notes. You're printing out PowerPoints. You're skipping your class to study. You're going to every class. I was so busy trying to keep up with the study plan that my friends had that my studying was really passive. I couldn't learn the material as fast as I needed to, and it was hard. And I didn't do bad in medical school, but I certainly could have done better. And so it came time for what we call step one. So those of you not in medicine, step one, it's like the SAT on crack. It's like a huge test you take after you're done with all the classroom courses in medical school before you go on to your clinical rotations. And it covers like two years of material. There's a ton of pressure and there's so much anxiety to that test. And residency programs use it to rank you. So if you want to go into a competitive field, you need to do good on this test. And if you do not perform well, It is essentially a huge barrier to matching into a competitive specialty. So I decided I needed to rock step one. And I made a study plan with two of my friends. And the three of us decided to go through all this material at a certain pace so we could cover everything and be really prepared. And I just stopped doing every other single thing in my whole life. Everything during this time. I missed a wedding. I stopped working out. I ate whatever food I wanted to just to stay awake. I put everything on hold. I put my personal life, my body, my health. I put it all on hold. And I kept saying, hey, when step one is over, I'll call that friend. I'll go to lunch. I'll go see my grandparents. I'll exercise. I'll eat healthier. I'll do it all then. I just put it all on hold. Cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com/aaw for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's slash aaw to get free shipping and 365 day returns, quince.com/aaw. Thank you, Quince. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com A-A-W and click Get Started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. But let me tell you this, guys, I was exhausted. I was not myself. I didn't study in the way that I needed to because I was so busy just doing what my friends were doing. I was a third year medical student when scores came out. So I was on my OBGYN rotation here in Austin and I remember stepping out of the clinic to get my score, and I cried. I i mean, I didn't fail the test. I There's no reason to cry. I'm being dramatic, but I was dramatic. I sat outside clinic and cried because I did average, and average is fine, but I knew that would be a barrier to whatever I wanted to go into, and I didn't even know what I wanted to go into it. I would have to stand out on other merits. That was the reality, but it hurt me so bad, And the truth is, there's nothing wrong with doing average on the test, but it hurts so bad because I lost myself in the contingency of the time. I lost myself in the stress, the anxiety, and the pressure. I allowed myself to keep waiting, keep putting everything else off, and I allowed myself to make it worse. In hindsight, I mean, it was so bad. All of those things, they did me no good. I didn't do any better on the test because I stopped working out or was eating bad or missed all these things. Those extra hours didn't really amount to much because I lost my edge. I lost me. The test was my everything. And friends, that is the contingent life. And when things don't go as planned and you're living in contingency, the disappointment is even greater and it's a really bad cycle. The truth is, that summer in Galveston, studying for that test could have been really fun. I could have worked out. I could have sang more songs. I could have studied next to my friends, but doing my own study plan and probably been a lot more efficient with my time. I could have believed in myself more. I could have known that studying for 30 minutes or one hour less each day really would have been totally fine and probably better if it had made me feel more like me. But no, the reality is, I don't really remember much of that summer. It was pretty terrible. And my best memory of the whole time is driving to the test with my two friends. And we were blaring Kanye West gold digger on full blast. And it was so wildly inappropriate for the seriousness of the test that I still remember that joy because I finally felt like me for one moment that whole summer. And I really think that you need to know that I am giving you permission. Stop the contingency. It is just not worth it. You are accomplishing nothing. The all or nothing mentality, it did me no good. And in fact, it probably did me harm. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough to be there when the outcome wasn't what I desired after I'd given up everything to try to achieve it. And I really think that that is what a contingent life does for you, if you put everything on hold, you have nothing, you lose yourself. And this is a recipe that only leads to self-doubt, uncertainty, burnout, and and all of that. All the bad stuff with medicine happens when you stop living your life in anticipation of achieving the next goal. And I'll be really honest here. That self-doubt, it followed me for too long I took that step one score as a sign of all the things that I could not do. Instead of that being fuel for me to work harder and improve myself, I just felt like I didn't know who I was or what I could do. And looking back now, I can say that if I hadn't ignored the rest of my life in that time period, if I had enjoyed my life more, the loss wouldn't have felt so deep a blow of just doing average on that test. And guys, I'm not trying to make anybody who maybe did less than average feel bad here on any test or on any performance. That's not at all my goal. In no way am I saying that average is bad. So please don't take that message from here. What I'm really telling you is my real life experience. I put so much on the line personally in order to try to achieve something that not achieving what I had said as my goal felt like a huge disappointment. It led me to doubt myself, and it really changed my own thoughts on what I could accomplish, and it was a huge blow to my confidence. And this thought, the thought that a competitive future, a competitive field was out of reach for me, it had a huge and lasting impact on me for quite a while. Let's think about matching into a medical specialty. I liked all of my rotations as a third-year medical student. That's when you're in the clinical context. You're in the hospital and in the clinics, and you're actually shadowing and doing hands-on work and taking care of people as compared to the first two years of medical school where you just are in the classroom, kind of a continuation of your education. But the truth is that I let my own self-doubt and the expectations or thoughts of others guide me into matching into emergency medicine. I didn't have any great female mentors. I didn't have any confidence in myself. And despite good evaluations, good scores on shelf exams, and knowing that I had good skills, I doubted myself. In hindsight, it's super easy to sit here now at 37 and tell you, well, I should have picked OBGYN. It's an obvious fit for me. I mean, I love women's health. I'm an advocate for women. I loved the rotation as a medical student. I mean, I still remember delivering my first baby. I I still remember it. I really believe if you're listening and you are ever in medical school or you're in med school now, you never forget that feeling. I was so afraid I would drop the baby. That's a real fear for everybody who's not in medicine. I had watched, I'd assisted, I had delivered the placenta and now it was my turn to be the first person to lay hands on this little baby as it entered the world, it is beautiful. And I, I was nervous and excited. And it was glorious. Birth is a glorious process. And it's truly a privilege to be a part of it. But the thing that really stood out to me on OBGYN was how confident all of the women were. I mean, I'm sure the men were too, but I was not paying attention to them. I was looking at the women around me. And they just exuded this self-awareness and this confidence. And and they had to be. It's a part of the job. Life hangs in a moment's decision. You have to know what is best, believe in it, grab the scalpel and go. And it terrified me. I wasn't that girl or I didn't feel like I was that girl at the moment. And I didn't know if I could be that girl. You pair that kind of self-doubt with some mean girl attitude, poor mentorship and concern over if being a mom could exist within that field, in OBGYN just seemed too far of a reach for me. And so I picked emergency medicine, and I am not here to bash on EM. Friends, no, no, no. It is a job, a beautiful, incredible, hard job that takes really an amazing person to do it. Just like OB, you have to make decisions on the spur of the moment. But for some reason, other people told me it was a good fit. This is what I should do. And so I did it. And it really wasn't until residency interviews that I started to feel like I was good enough to fit into that world. Somehow I got my confidence back wearing that black suit and interviewing in front of these amazing people in the field. And I felt like I am a good doctor and I can do this job. I just need a place that's going to train me the best. And I interviewed with all these great programs. I flew all over the country and I matched into my number one choice. So just imagine what it's like starting your intern year and being hit with the realization that it's wrong, just so, so wrong for you. Because that's how I was in emergency medicine. I was working super hard, crazy hours. I mean, every intern does. But about three months in, I just flat out knew, nope, this is not right for me. And I'll talk about this transition more in the future. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. I've got an episode called Girl Quit Your Job. You can look forward to that one. But let me just say this about that time. It left me in one of the most contingent places that I have ever been. And I just decided to go for it. I was lucky enough to find some mentors in OBGYN who just really believed in me and gave me the confidence to say, hey, if I don't love what I'm doing, none of it's worth it. But starting over, putting your life on hold, I was working my shifts in emergency medicine while trying to interview for the next job. I was just waiting to see if I would match there at Parkland or would I have to move somewhere else? What would that mean for my husband? We put everything on hold. We did nothing until we had that answer. And in hindsight, you know, this contingency of step one that I was talking about led me into a cycle of self-doubt and unworthiness that it put me into a position of matching into the wrong field from the start. I would love to sit here and say that I figured this whole contingent thing out, but I didn't, and I'm just working on figuring it out now. I think the key to not living the contingent life is to set boundaries, So nobody ever told me that, but really let's think about it. I'm not talking about just work or school. This is overall, right? I lived contingently with infertility, with knowing I was going to move, with feeling out of shape or waiting to be healthier or waiting for any achievement to come to light before I would let myself just stop and enjoy the moment. And there's so many things that fit into this category of what we live contingent for, But the contingency cloud, it never leaves. Guys, it just shifts. So once you achieve one goal, your body just instinctually focuses on a new one and all that contingency gets placed over onto the next goal. Except it just compounds itself because it's been brewing for so long. So once I was in OBGYN, there was something new. And once I got into fellowship, it was when would I be pregnant? And once I was pregnant, it was when would my thesis be done? when I'll pass my oral boards, when I get a job, it is always something. This delayed gratification, waiting to enjoy your life, waiting to breathe, waiting to live, it must end, you guys, it must end. When I talk to younger pre-meds or med students, I always tell them that you must learn to live between the ifs and the whens. And I mean it because life is short. It is tangibly short and beautiful. It is unpredictable and it can change in a single moment that you never see coming. And so you must find a way to find the joy in all the moments in between the crazy and hectic life of trying to achieve big goals. And I know that you can do it. The truth is, sometimes I think it's really hard for us to see to that next stage. And that's because we're surrounded by our peers, people who are just like us with the same struggles, living the same life. And if we could see into the future or interact with a real person who has gone through all of this, it might change your perspective and give you some freedom and flexibility to enjoy your life. You've heard me say before that it doesn't have to be worked out to be okay. I'm gonna say it again because this phrase is so important to me. It doesn't have to be worked out to be okay. And I think that is the exact opposite of a contingent life. I think it's so, so good, like so good. It doesn't have to be worked out. It is already okay. It is okay. And when it's worked out, it'll be even better. So just enjoy the okay. Stop letting the stress, the pressure of the contingency breed anxiety and depression and the loss of yourself within you, learn to celebrate the okayness that nothing catastrophic is happening in those moments so that you have enough reserve to handle the bad moments because bad stuff is going to happen. And often the things we let ourselves get really worked up about on a day-to-day basis, the things that we are living in contingency for, they're nothing about what the bad stuff is. The bad stuff we can't predict, we can never expect. And we need to learn to just embrace all of the good things in the moment while still setting the big goals. I mean, you still have to set the big goals, make a to-do list, work hard at achieving them, but be able to enjoy all the moments in between. Enjoy your life, your friends, your relationships, take care of your body, yourself, and not put every single thing on the line just to achieve that goal. And so I think the key, this is my take-home message for you, set some boundaries. In order to live your life within the moments, within the working hard and the struggle, you must protect you, your relationships, your identity. And you can't protect the things that you don't identify or that you don't even give yourself time to realize that are important to you. So set some boundaries, girl set some boundaries for you. And that is my challenge for you this week, boundaries. So take a moment and take some space and write down somewhere three things that are really important to you that you don't wanna give up on a regular basis. Things that make you feel like you. Is it dinner with your family, reading books for pleasure, journaling in the morning, running, yoga, hot baths, blogging, getting your hair done, talking to your best friend on the phone, drinking wine on Friday nights with your friends, regular date nights with your spouse, FaceTime with your parents who don't live close, anything. What are your things that make you feel like you? And girl, you identify those things and you carve out time for them. So here's what you're gonna do this week. You pick three things. You're gonna look at a schedule. I don't know if you use your Google Calendar or if you have like a paper calendar planner, whatever you have you make time for those three things in this week. In between all the other crazy things that are gonna happen for you, your deadlines, your struggles, your crazy life schedule, you mark down time for those three things this week in your calendar right now. You do it, you protect yourself, and those are your boundaries because those things are important to you, and that is okay. The things that are important to us They help make us us. You are not worth giving up. So don't give up the things that are important to you. And so, guys, thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to hear what you think about this. And I really appreciate all of your thoughts. As you guys know, this As a Woman podcast, I mean, we're only on episode five right now, but you inspire me every time you leave a review or a rating or you dm me with a comment you tell me what you think you'd love to hear in the future i love it all so please 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 keep it coming and keep sharing with your friends i also invite you all to follow me along on instagram at natalie crawford md and check out the website nataliecrawfordmd.com and join next week because i am so excited it is my very first guest episode, and I have special guest Dr. Danielle Bellardo, and she's going to help me with As a Woman episode number six: Plant-Based Nutrition for Women Your Heart. Dr. Bellardo is active on Instagram; she's at the Veggie MD. She's a cardiologist, an advocate for plant-based eating, and she's also host of the amazing podcast Nutrition Rounds. We are doing a two part series together. So, plant based nutrition for women, your heart and your fertility. So, you'll want to check out both of our episodes to learn as much as you can about your body and how to best take care of yourself.